Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me is my special guest, Carolyn Hauser. And here is a bit about Carolyn. She is a German-trained naturopathic doctor, humanistic psychotherapist, and family constellations facilitator. Is the author of the award-winning book, Blossom, Your Seven Steps to Sexual Healing, and creatrix of the Pleasure IQ, a blissful marriage method. Ooh, doesn't that get y'all tingling, y'all? Carolyn is an internationally recognized speaker and teacher on the subjects of spirituality, relationships, emotional healing, and bonding based love making. She combines her knowledge about energetic healing and conscious co creation to help couples go from feeling frustrated, stuck, and disconnected in their intimacy to feeling deeply connected, excited, and fulfilled so they can feel whole and fully expressed in life and are able to create honeymoon feelings that last. Her work is based on the intersection of cutting-edge intimacy advice and practically applied quantum physics and biology and shows how each individual's authentic and true self is the source of one's own good, a place of unlimited abundance, creativity, courage, and joyful existence. And without further ado, please welcome Carolyn Hauser. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Carolyn. So I forgot to ask you, since you are a doctor, do you want me to call you Dr. Carolyn? Shucks. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. So welcome to the platform, Carolyn. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insight today. Thanks for having me. So Carolyn, before we dive into our segment where we're just really going to unpack the law of attraction as well as some of the other incredible things that you're working on, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to know you on a somewhat personal level. And I do that one or two ways. The first option is to do an icebreaker or we could do a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Let's do the icebreaker, (laughs) whatever that is. So we're breaking the ice with Genesis and Carolyn. Here goes your question. So I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or something fun and interesting about yourself. Okay, I think the craziest the craziest thing I've ever done is I'm from Germany and um but 18 years ago now I fell in love with an American. And I had about $7 left in my bank account. 
And I was praying about it and saying, oh God, like, what should I do? What should I do? But it was very clear that it was the right thing to like follow him and go to the United States. And I'm like, oh my God, I had just gotten a job. You know, I just graduated. I was just starting my practice in Germany as a naturopathic doctor. And then this guy appeared. I'm like, dang universe, you know? So I left Germany and I, I immigrated to the States with basically, well, first I came as a visitor with $7 in my bank account. I think I would, I don't know if I would do that again. It all worked out in the end, but it was very nerve wracking and a little, I would say a little crazy. Oh, wow. That is crazy all across uh, the world. So how long have y'all been together now? Well, that relationship only lasted two months and it brought me to the States. It, it really it just really served that purpose of, of me coming to the states I fell in love with Santa Barbara and he really didn't want to live there and also didn't really be want to be with me <laughs> so it was more one-sided um, but I'm very grateful because um, I've had a really good life here so Amazing. yeah yeah do you often go back and visit um, Germany as much as I can, but I have to say the last time was way before COVID. So I'm hoping to be able to go this summer. Yeah. Nice. I I have a good friend um, who is married to a lady from German. And I just love like to sit down and hear her talk. I just think she <laughs> speaks is just so beautiful. Well, then you'll love this interview. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into how um to really have that law of attraction but then also to make love and attraction last because there's a difference between you know you being attractive and just having that law of attraction but then meshing in okay what exactly is love how do I make the love last how do I make the attraction last because sometimes the honeymoon phase it's just that honeymoon and then it starts to fizzle out and people fail to realize that not only did you commit to this person when you got married, there's work to staying married. And I told my husband, I still want you to date me. Like, I want you to bring me the flowers, the different things that you did when, when you were wooing me. That doesn't stop, buddy. <laughs> so from yeah. your perspective and some of the work that you have done with your patients and in the field, talk about the difference between love because sometimes people often overlook the four-letter word and they have their own viewpoints of love yeah and you know i just for you listeners to know i came to what i'm going to share through a lot of heartbreak and a lot of i mean not a lot a lot but enough relationships starting out great feeling like oh god this is it you know having the honeymoon feelings and then relationships collapsing and ending and not I mean, you know, there wasn't really any ex much explanation other than that's just how it is kind of a thing. And um, luckily, about five years ago, I came across a, a book that was written by a woman that had a very similar story where her relationships would start out great. And then they would after a month or a, a few months or a year, they would just fall apart. And she just would not believe that that's that's just how it is. And she began a 16 year research journey into biology, ancient scripture, um, not just uh, Christian, but all kinds of, um, you know, Buddhist texts, Taoist texts, Hinduism, like she looked in all the religions. And what she found was there were hints in these, especially in the ancient um, spiritual texts, where the, the sages or the, the wise men and women were warning 
to to be too crazy basically too crazy with sex because obviously in in their in their in the ancient language they would talk about how that would blind us or would fill us or would even drive us crazy and that there is a different way um and back then obviously they didn't have neuroscience or you know they, they didn't study biology but they had an experience of that when they went too crazy sexually things would go crazy and when they stayed calmer and did it in a different way um and it's it's called different things in different tra um traditions but to all the the spiritual traditions there is a description of a way when a man and a woman comes together in a union that's a calmer way a more sacred way they call it like the um the holy embrace the sacred chamber like they have all kinds of names for it that that made this woman that were on this um 16 year journey of figuring out what was really going on with in in men and women intimate relation or in intimate relationships sexual relationships that they were so volatile that made her start trying things out and kind of putting two and two together and then eventually she met her husband who was a biology teacher and he had a lot of neuroscience because he had been helping um young men and men with porn addiction and so together and her name is Marnia and her husband's name was Gary, they basically kind of put the puzzle pieces together that we as human beings have two programs for love when it comes to lovemaking. One that's really just intended for procreation, so making babies. So <laughs> you're very aware of that one more, how that one works. <laughs> and, um, and then the other one, that, so we don't know this. Generally, we don't know. We only know that there is one way to have sex. And... Um, But there is another way, actually, that we're not taught that has been forgotten in a sense, where it does not lead to babies. It leads to a lot of bonding because it leads it, it uses a different set of hormones. So basically, when we have sex the normal way, it makes it so that biology kicks in and biology and our genes, they want us to procreate with as many people as possible. So it's programmed into us that when we use that kind of sex that we get bored with each other, that's part of the program. It wants to, like our subconscious program wants to push us away from each other. So we look for new mates basically to make more variety of offspring. And it's obviously not, it's not in support of us being deeply connected and deeply bonded. So knowing that so when i read that first of all i was like what is she talking about because um this other way doesn't include orgasm and when, when i tell because that's really the procreative act is like the orgasm is the procreative act so nature was very clever to put a lot of hormones that make us feel super good with getting pregnant or making babies and all of our brains in a sense are hooked on that because we think that that's what that that's what love is that feeling when it's really just a neurochemical cocktail you know and so there is a different way of making love where you don't have an orgasm where you still have a really nice high it's just very different it's not as uh, it's not like a explosive event it's a more of like a heart really deeply heart connected um ongoing kind of feeling that you can nurture with your partner and because um it uses a different set of hormones, specifically oxytocin, it makes it so that we become very stable and harmonious with each other. So yes, you got to give up orgasm, but for most people, it's worth it because you, you will have the honeymoon phase lasting and you are very playful and stable and 
lighthearted with each other. So it takes care of most arguing, most triggering, most misunderstandings. So, um, so once I came across this, at first I was skeptical and then I started implementing it and practicing and now know from experience that um, a lot of my, well, pretty much all my relationship problems came from using this other program and being thrown into, um, so when you have an orgasm, your brain releases dopamine. And when it releases dopamine, it is the same effect as taking heroin or cocaine. And we wouldn't be doing that like a couple times a week. No, or if we would, we would realize that that would cause problems in how we feel. And then when, when our inner chemistry shifts after we have the dopamine high, um, the receptors and the dopamine goes down and we start feeling really shitty and depressed visually, mostly. And unless we do something or do something more and take something more or do something else to stimulate ourselves, which kind of creates a vicious cycle. And when we, when we have the drop in the dopamine, our perception shifts. So we see the world differently. We see our partner differently. All of a sudden we see all the faults and flaws and it just causes a lot of problems. So that is an interesting study because the other form of intimacy is not really talked about because Mm -hmm. like you said, some people just see the sexual attraction, the sexual drive as, you know, the way let's va-va-voom, get it in and please ourselves. But then the other way sounds like it really just takes that, like you said, that harmonious effect and really connect us um, to really see one another, but then really what the union is. is about to really, not only are we collect, um, connecting like intimately, we're co- connecting emotionally, we're connecting physically, some that may be spiritual yep. and mm-hmm. you're tapping into all the five different elements and senses to really have that congruent experience is what exactly. I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. That's I- exactly right. <laughs> And I feel like sometimes in society, because society is so polarizing, um, if my husband were on this, he would say, well, you know, in society, it's sex, drugs, money, and something else sells, sex sells. And when you see all these polarizing things in the media, people think that that's all it is. But until you actually spend time to really do the work and then really fulfill yourself so you're not chasing one thing after another because you're not going to be fulfilled if you're running after something because you're constantly looking for that pleasure that please what we're really chasing what we're really chasing is just the dopamine high dopamine is highly addictive it's 13 times more addictive than heroin and so you know the and that and um, I mean advertisers and people that sell to us they know this you know and our brains they our brains are still somewhat you know like cavemanish, you know, our, our brains have not evolved to the level of stimulation that we have. And so we fall for the traps. Our brains fall for the traps, you know, with food, with sex, with all kinds of things, screen time, oh, porn, yeah. video games, all those things. Everyone yeah. has their vices these days and some vices are good. Others are not so good. So from the couples aspect, how can we get couples today to start reconnecting and truly connecting with one another based on their love languages, based on that intimacy, based on listening, um, giving each other that intellectual time and just really supporting people 
supporting people and whenever I say supporting people for in order for you to really support people you should support the one that you live with because that's the one that's keeping your home together then everything else outside of that becomes external and is an extra bonus but unless you get your house in alignment yep nothing else is going to matter in my opinion I agree with you. I think three out of four police calls go to domestic violence stuff. You know, it's like the worst, not somewhere outside. It's like in our homes, disagreements. And a lot of this is because people are traumatized and trigger each other and unhealed, you know. So um, so really, to me, bonding-based lovemaking, that's what it, this other way is called, is the solution. Because when you move into pra the practice and learning, at first it's education, first it's learning the science behind it and really getting like a good cognitive grip why you should be doing this because if you don't then when given the opportunity of to have an orgasm you, you will go for it I mean I'm, I'm just telling you straight up you know and it takes one to know one so like the first step is really educating yourself on it and finding enough convincing arguments so that your conscious mind at least is completely on board and uh, Marnia did an amazing job um, writing a book and co collecting, you know, all the research in her 16 years. So I always recommend for people to um, get the book. It's called Cupid's Poison Arrow by Marnia Robinson, and it's on Amazon. Um, so Marnia was a researcher, right? She, she did not teach this to people. And it's one thing to read it. So the first thing is step is education. And the second step is get help when practicing because it's not as easy as, you know, I, I don't know if it sounds easy, but it's not easy to help your brain. It's, it's almost like, you know, if you've been eating um, meat and sugar all your life and now you're wanting to learn how to live off fruits and water, it's yeah. going to be a little challenging for a little while. And it's good to have somebody who's already done it and knows, you know, the because there's going to be detox, there's going to be frustration, there's going to be emotions <laughs> that come up. And so it's good to have somebody and, um, and have a community of like-minded people, because there's not that many people quite yet that know about this. And so the more you can surround yourself with people who have similar beliefs, the, the, the more likely is your success, right, in, in general in life. So <clears throat> I like the the analogy that you use going from being like a meat e eater to being like a vegan like your body is going to like alert alert like where's the meat <laughs> and then you'll start to really feel sluggish and etc because your body's going through its own process of yeah. detox getting rid of the toxins and creating a new environment so it can prep for the new nutrients and food and the overall wellness that you're introducing into your own personal ecosystem. So I think that was a really good analogy to talk about that. And then what are some of the five tips that someone who is interested in learning the bonding through lovemaking that they can do? Yeah, so <clears throat> um, the, there is a certain, so the good thing is that we do have a, a, a sub subconscious program for bonding and for getting rewarded for bonding and you as a mom or new mom, you know this, you know, we get rewarded for taking care and bonding with our babies and as a really good feeling feeling so the oxytocin feels really good. So the more we can do things that a mother and a child would do, which is unconditional loving unconditional touch. Right. So it's not so much about the techniques. It's more about your come from because as adults, you know, let's face it, most of us only get physical attention when either somebody wants sex or we ourselves want sex you know we either give it because we want it we want to turn somebody on or you know we're feeling in the mood 
very rarely do we experience just touch for touch's sake as adults. And so with the, with the oxytocin, it really only turns, or the switches in our brain only turn on when we receive unconditional love through touching, kissing, massaging, looking, talking, whatever that is, you know? So the more we can shift into a paradigm of giving when in our lovemaking, in our everyday life, when we both do that, you know, oftentimes the reality is with couples at the end of the day, we're all maxed out. We don't have anything to give, right? That's really the right. And so it's counter, it's counterintuitive that actually giving, it would give you something. And I have to say, if you're with somebody who's a narcissist or a taker, you can give, 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 and not get anything back. But if you're with a partner who is also a naturally giving person, then if you can start, even if you feel like you have nothing left, if you can start being pushing yourself and being even more generous, you're going to start um, feeling positive effects of it. Mm, yeah. I like that. And one thing that I like to do with um, my spouse, my husband, my mate, however you want to refer to him, is some days I just tell him, babe, I want to hug. Like, I just want to feel like his, his warm body against mine. Because sometimes my body could be very cold in nature, especially like my hands and feet. But then when I touch yeah. him, his body is very warm in nature. So I was like, it's kind of like the yin and yang. And I was like, heat me up, babe, heat me up. <laughs> Yeah. you're my human heater and sometimes it's like playful or whatnot but sometimes just those little things can really help in the relationship or just going on dates or listening and finding out okay how does your partner want to be communicated with because you we've all heard the state the statement or sentiment treat others as if you want to be treated but that may not be how they want to be treated so ask how do you want to be treated how how do you want me to love you what turns you on and ask those questions because sometimes people fail to ask those questions and then you think that you know and then there's stuff that you don't yeah. And when one year in marriage is going to look totally different than five, six years in marriage, because we have evolved and we have changed. So we constantly need to be learning and exploring one another. And then whenever you bring a bundle of joy into the mix, a baby, you have to realize, yes, your baby is important, but also your mate is important. So you have to find a balance between being a mom, being a dad, but also being, you know, partners and lovers and friends and et cetera. Yeah. So the beautiful thing with the bonding based lovemaking is it's not left up to chance. So in my world, people that, that get married, my experience is that really they want a sacred union and they think by giving each other vows and having that one day that that union is created and that it's just going to last. And most of us have made the experience that that is not so. What people don't know is that a sacred union requires a practice. It's like it's like saying, okay, we want the sacred reunion. We want to build a beautiful home. You don't just say that to each other and give each other the promise. You actually would have to go to work every day and put some energy into making the house and making it beautiful. It would take some time. And then once the house is there, you still have to take care of the house, you know? And so the bonding-based lovemaking is actually the practice that will, first of all, create the sacred union and then also keep it going as if the sacred union is a is really a being or, well, the way I describe it, it's at first, it's like a little baby that you plant together and you put energy into it. And then it grows and it grows and it grows. And then eventually it becomes your bubble and you live in it. And the more you, so it's a, 
the commitment in a sacred union is that you commit to the practice together and it's really daily it's a daily schedule it's like going to the gym you have a commitment to spending at least you know like half an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening doing these bonding behaviors and making that time for each other and um so it's not left up to chance it's not left up to be, and being in the mood or not being in the mood and uh, it's just a very it uses a very different program where um, it's not based on libido it's not based on even you know him having to be hard um, because it, it's based on it's not based on the novelty or the the procreation based sex that requires performance and and all those things it's really based on energy and love and giving and receiving love and the body starting to be turned on and excited and wanting to have sex without even doing any traditional foreplay or doing any stimulation on the genitals or anything you know it's it's very much based on learning to cultivate this love energy it becomes very physical and very physically pleasurable but it avoids going into the trap of just wanting to yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. i get it just wanting to get it on <laughs> So, uh, Carolyn, before we go into the call to action, can you briefly highlight the seven steps to sexual healing? Because I think it may help the audience as they begin yeah. to learn more about bonding and lovemaking, because this is interesting. Yeah. yeah, well, it has to do with really beginning where you are and just realizing that um, just taking inventory, basically beginning where you are and then. Um, opening up to your own emotion. A lot of people that have gone through trauma, whether it's sexual or other, we're, and also in our culture, we're so used to not be connected to our own self. And we do that through not connecting with our emotions and not allowing our emotions. So learning to really feel your own emotions and allowing them is, is a big a big step in the healing. Um, and I don't have the words in front of me right now. Um, and then um, learning to see correctly because oftentimes we we see pain or suffering as something bad. And if we can start seeing it actually as the thing that propelled us, or um, if we could start looking for why would this have been, why would have this, why would this have served me in life? You know, like changing the perspective of it, of it so it can become a gift. And you also start seeing yourself in a greater perspective of, I'm not just me, like I'm connected to my ancestors and they went through stuff. And because they went through stuff, I have certain programs and, you know, healing all those things integrating your feminine and masculine and um, really learning about those energies and um off the top of my head those are you know some of the things that are really um crucial to not just sexual trauma but my 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 story was that um you know that's my story so but these steps are universal in trauma healing and are are very connected to um us feeling safe enough to actually wanting to deeply bond with somebody right because if we've had bad experiences, our subconscious will not want to bond with anybody anymore. <laughs> Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. And Carolyn, we're going to jump into the call to action as we wind down. So what do you want the audience to walk away from once they just heard a, a glimpse of your story and the expertise that you teach on? Yeah, well, I hope that your listeners are curious enough to check this out at least a little bit and see if, if it resonates with them. And when I say this, it's like the bonding based lovemaking. And I have a free training on my website that goes over the five shifts that, I, that, that I've seen and I think are necessary 
for any couple to really either get off the roller coaster or if they're just like roommates to um, get back into as for all, for all couples to get back into the zone where they were when they first met, where things were easy, where they were in sync, where communication was easy, where they were lighthearted and playful with each other and attracted, obviously. And um, I'm sure you're going to put the the link to my website in your show notes. I do have a YouTube channel also with some of the bonding-based practices and principles. So lots of free resources for you guys to check out. And just know that there is um, there's a different way than therapy. It's a lot more fun than therapy. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, and in my experience, more effective because it really works with the subconscious instead of just the conscious part of us. And um, I, be I believe it's the key to longevity, um, great health and, and great relationship bliss. Awesome. And outside of your website and YouTube, is there a place that you primarily hang out in the social media space? Yes facebook so anybody feel free to message me on facebook i pretty much live on facebook <laughs> so facebook messenger is a very good place yeah. amazing and there you have it listeners and viewers of gems podcast you just heard the one and only carolyn hauser all of her contact information will be in the show notes so make sure you read 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 and scroll down and tap in with her don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms and you can see the video component on YouTube by typing at gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for the YouTube channel and see all videos there. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing one. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, a-M-A-R-I-S Kemp K-E-M-P at gmail.com where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.